Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. This is Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios based in Pinconning. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. Click the listen button to ask questions and listen to past episodes of the show. Today we're going to be tapping into that three plus decades of experience that Kevin brings to the table in terms of retirement and financial planning. He's the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement, and he's a local born and raised in Pinconning. We're always excited to get his advice and guidance when it comes to retiring, managing our money properly in our later stages of life, making sure that we are well prepared for the future. Uh, We have a really good show on the way today. We're going to be talking about the seven dwarves of retirement planning. You might be going, what? What does that have to do with each other? Uh, Just wait and see. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time with that. Also, if you are between the ages of 55 and 65, really listen up to today's show because we're going to specifically talk to the folks who are falling in that decade. And I think you'll find the information very, very helpful. All that and more straight ahead on the show today. But let's get things started off with our fun fact of the week. Kevin doesn't have anything to do with finances, I don't think, although you're the master of spinning some of these things into financial guidance. So maybe there's a overlap here. But I just thought this was funny. Did you know that your nose is always in your field of vision, but your brain typically ignores it? So our hmm. brains have just learned to like pretend it doesn't exist. You know, we had some, uh, Lynette had some eye trouble here, and she had double vision for a while. And the brain, uh, we were told by the doctor, turns itself off and ignores it. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, the brain's a powerful thing, if you think about it. Yeah. And now you said that I'm looking at my nose and I kind of see it. So I'm sitting, you know, sitting below my glasses. So you, now you, probably, Your brain's not doing a good job, apparently. I'll probably be looking at it all the rest of the day now. I notice I'm, I'm right now. I'm closing. I hope everybody's doing this while they're listening to the show. Although if you're driving, don't do this. But don't do it. Cl- close one eye, Kevin, and then it's very much more prominent if you look down and you can really see it well. Hmm. If with one eye closed, can you do that? I can. And it does give you a perspective of just how much of your field of vision that actually takes up. Like that's a good little chunk. It's like wearing a blinder on on that side of your eye if you're only looking out with the one. And your brain just goes to work and says, don't pay attention. Goes right by it, yeah. The two eyes combined make it so that it kind of disappears a little bit. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing for those of us with big noses, right, Kevin? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) We need that thing to disappear a little bit. Uh, Anyway, I thought you would get a kick out of that to get the show going today. All right, let's talk about the seven dwarves of retirement planning. So each of Snow White's seven dwarves had those uh, personality traits, right? And they probably show up in your office from time to time, I'm guessing. That's where we're going with this conversation today. The different personalities that walk through your door needing financial and retirement planning advice and how you tailor your planning to deal with the different personalities and uh, kind of attitudes that you're faced with each day. And so I'm hoping maybe you can tell us some stories about how you've helped people who are like the seven dwarves from their personalities. That sound good? I'll, we'll give it a shot. All right. So first we've got grumpy, right? Seven dwarf, always mad at somebody or something. Where do you see it in uh, in the financial world? Probably always mad at the news or something like that, right? Well, that's a, that's a thing. Some, some people come in and, 
you know, they listen to the news all day long, and when they come in, they this you can tell they carry this negative vibe with them. You know, the economy's going to tank because they've heard it five thousand times throughout just today. And what does that do to a person? So if you're listening to negative vibes and you think the economy is going to tank, well, it tends to keep you on the sideline. You know, you're very difficult, you know, to to sometimes get through and understand investing is long term and because you're so focused on what's going on right now and you just can't get past the headlines for whatever reason. So that grumpiness tends and that doesn't happen very often, but it does happen from time to time to carry through the whole conversation. And you just don't seem to get anywhere when we talk to people like that. Walter, have you noticed that when you talk to somebody grumpy, no matter what you say, oh, no yeah. matter how you're positive, you just can't get through to them? Yeah, I'm going to pick on my dad here a little bit. Sometimes I love him to death and he's the best man in the world, but sometimes he's a little more like the grumpy from, from Snow White Seven Dwarfs. And I think I usually pick on him and say, you've been listening. And, and I know we're on a talk radio station, Kevin, so I feel like I'm committing a crime here by saying this. But I say, I think you've been listening to a little too much talk radio because he drives around all day for his job. So yep. he's always got the radio on and he's a terrestrial radio kind of, kind of guy. I was like, I think you went a little too long on the talk radio today. Switch it up, you know. Put on, put on some jazz. Get you feeling a little bit good again. You just you just got a little too much of that, you know, negativity, negativity kind of on your mind. And and usually that'll, you know, we we laugh about it. And that'll that'll kind of pull them out from that. So yeah, I, you, that's what you you hit it right on the head. Yeah. Somehow or another, you got to pull somebody out of that so yeah. they can see the big picture because they're so concentrated on that. And it's hard. Sometimes it's very very hard to get through. And say, we'll just reschedule and say we need to come back when you're in a different frame of mind and. You know, we can go forward. Well, we don't want to go too far, right? Like, it's good to be informed. I don't want to, right. you know, uh, kind of shout that down, right? Like, we want people to be informed. We want them engaged with what's happening in the world, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you listen to just too much of anything, it's going to dominate your mind a little bit too much. And and the news is really good at doing that to us, isn't it? Yeah, so sometimes it's like a virus, right? It's going to infect you. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to, and it's going to carry forth through the day. So. We all do it. I'm guilty of it. You're probably guilty of it. And, oh, you know, sure. But Absolutely. from time to time, we, you know, we all get in that whatever position that is, and then you need to you know, recess, come back another day, and go at it again. I think that is a sin, if you will, that we all can uh, fall victim to. So uh, let's try not to be grumpy. But if we are, there's some solutions. We can take a step back, take a deep breath, and uh, take some correctful action there and still move on and move forward with a plan. All right, another one of the seven dwarfs, bashful. That person's going to be quiet, polite, always does exactly what they're told, typically. Uh, it sounds like someone that's easy to get along with if they're coming in for doing retirement planning with you, Kevin. So where's the danger for this person? Well, we, we just talked to a person like that um, here not that long ago. You know, they're very trusting people, and they're afraid to ask questions because you hit it right on the head. They're bashful, so they're afraid. If I ask a question, you know, I don't know how that's going to go over. And what does that do? For me, when you come in and you're bashful and you're just that polite and you're trusting and you don't ask questions, you're less engaged in the process that we're doing. Leaves me wondering if you're connecting on what I'm trying to get across to the people that come in. So again, we'll reassess and I'll go back through and I'll ask lots of questions. For those of you who come in, you know this, I'll say, all right, I'm going to see if I've been a good teacher and we'll bring something up now. What does this mean? Or what does this mean in your plan? How are we going to get there? And I'll ask questions like that to get them more engaged and get them out of that bashfulness and get them out of that shell. That's a great point. Yeah. Do we want you engaged in the process? That's a great way to put it. Uh, Dopey is next, the seven dwarfs of retirement planning. Dopey is probably somebody who has a long history of making dumb financial decisions. Sorry. 
Uh, is that person a lost cause, that person that just kind of has continued to take the wrong turn? No, I don't think so. You know, when we're looking at, I don't want to call them dopey, but, you know, they're, they're just, they made some financial decisions that maybe wasn't in their best interest at the time. And it usually comes down to, what are, you know, they're usually going to own whatever sounded good at the time. So maybe they got an annuity, maybe they got a CD, maybe they got a mutual fund or an ETF, whatever it is. When these people come in that, you know, haven't made the best financial decisions, they usually have a hodgepodge of different investments. And when we sit down and we say, why do you have this one? Why do you have that one? They really don't know. They just sounded good at the time and they, and they thought they'd purchase it. And somewhere down the line, they thought it would make sense. Well, when we sit down with those types of people, we have to pull it apart and say, maybe it is good for you. Maybe it isn't good for you. And here's how we're going to implement it into your, into your income plan going forward. And if it doesn't make sense, we need to make some smart financial decisions and change the way you're doing things and then bring you along that education process so you understand what's going on in your own planning. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Kevin, that uh, Dopey is probably a little harsh to describe that person. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. We take the foot off the pedal a little bit. That's uh, That would be sort of mean to describe somebody that way. But uh, it, it illustrates the point there that there are some times where you've made bad financial decisions, but it doesn't mean you're doomed for retirement planning. Not a lost cause is the result there. Although, you know, when I was, when I was a kid growing up, I think my mom wanted to call me Dopey. Dopey time. one time? Yeah, yeah, I, could yeah, see, yeah. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be so Dopey, Kevin. <laughs> Uh, all right, we got happy next. Life of the party person, right? One of the seven dwarfs, happy. What are the hidden challenges you find in planning for somebody who's just happy and pleased all the time? Nothing wrong with that, right? Well, it doesn't seem like it on the surface, does it? So we're kind of like Tony the Tiger. Everything seems great. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> no matter what. How are things, Bob? They're great. Great. Yeah, no. And we do get people like this from time to time, too. You know, when I, when I talk to somebody that's consistently happy, that's good, right? But when we're talking about retirement planning, they just tend to think that everything will work out over time. There's really no basis behind it. They think, well, I've done this, I've done that. I really don't know how it's going to help me, but it'll work out over time. And it's hard to keep them focused on the task at hand. That's sitting down and that's doing actual income planning. That's seeing if everything's going to be great going down the road, or do we need to make some changes? And people that are happy are more, they're more, you know, have a tendency to look at it and then say, "Uh, yeah, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I think they're more open than, say, the person who doesn't make good financial decisions or bashful or grumpy. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Pretty much all across the board there, Kevin. All right, what about sleepy? Now, this person might be uh, described as somebody who is zoned out, maybe paying almost no attention to their investments. Is somebody that's in that state uh, guaranteed to be in trouble? Or I could almost see that being advantageous, right? The people who aren't like, you know, dying and uh, and getting all excited with the whims of the market. Like that's almost a good strategy to be sleepy a little bit. Well, it couldn't be good and bad. You just hit it on the head. Yeah. If you're sleepy, you know, we've had people who have come in, you know, they've been through the pandemic. They've been through 08, 2001, 2 and 3. And they said, you know, I never looked at my statements because I knew it was long-term situation. So in that you know, particular instance, that's a good thing to do. But in other instances, you know, you're going to, one of your biggest challenges is changes in their own situation. So maybe they've been doing stuff for 20 years, but they're getting closer to retirement and they're still invested like they're 20 years old. So, you know, we just can't have you thinking, you know, once you get into them, into the, the planning process that, you know, maybe you did it 20, 30 years ago, things are still the same 20 or 30 years later. They're not. Things change, and we need to change along with it. And sometimes we'll have like a married couple come in, 
and one person's really, really engaged and the other one, you know, um, for whatever reason, just doesn't seem engaged, seems sleepy, seems tired. And those people are hard to get engaged on that situation. So, you know, we have one spouse that's really into it and the other one that's, I really, it's over my head. I don't want to know about it. Let my other spouse take care of it. So don't be sleepy in that aspect because someday coming forward, you may be, you know, in charge of things if you lose your spouse. So pay attention and get involved. And that's the best thing I can tell you. You can see that sometimes you want to hit the, you know, kind of the sweet spot here of these different personality traits, like being a little sleepy, not necessarily a bad thing, but we can't be too sleepy, kind of yes. just like you can't be dopey, but uh, you also can't be too happy at the same time. Like there's this this very much a, uh, a middle ground here, a, a state of well, what, like homeostasis, where we can kind of be in good balance with all of these things. I think that's the point we're getting at here with these seven dwarfs is you can't just be one of these personalities. You got to try and encapsulate a lot of these different things to hit the mark in your financial and retirement planning approach. Uh, if you have because, questions for yeah. Kevin as we go through the show today, call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. What were we going to say, Kevin? I was going to say a little bit of these traits in everybody. We all have them, sure. and it's good, and we can balance them out. That's, that's always a good thing. Yep. All right, we got two more. We'll finish it out. Uh, seven dwarfs of retirement planning. Sneezy. <laughs> Good old Sneezy, Sneezy, one of the seven dwarfs. Uh, we'll just broaden this out to say someone who, you know, unfortunately, illness is just a big part of their life. You know, that's just how it is for a lot of folks, whether it be chronic pain or they've had, uh, you know, a cancer issue or something else pop up that's going to kind of be with them through retirement. Uh, how do folks who would fall into this category, you know, how does this factor into their financial planning? Well, if you're dealing with fun in retirement and before retirement too so if you if you have illness you know maybe 10 years out that's really going to affect how much you can contribute to your plans and save and those types of things so the illness part you know i have several several people who have chronic illnesses and it just you know sucks the energy right out of them so the financial planning is going to be different for them it's going to be you know more surviving than more than having fun more you know how can i get this to help me along in life Versus, I don't really need more of an income. I just need more help on this to help me enjoy it a little bit more. And for, you know, illnesses, we're all going to face it sometime in the future. And there's really no way to prepare for it, you know, for the illness, because we don't know what's going to strike us. But you can sort of prepare for it in the financial planning being, then we can plan, we can plan for that into your financial plan for that income that's going to be needed going forward. But it's very difficult to deal with because it can come right out of the blue and hit you right in the face. And then you're forced to deal with it right then and there. Yeah, it can be really tough. And so if you uh, have that kind of situation where you've got some illnesses, just make sure you're really bumping that up higher in the priority list for your retirement plan. All right, last but not least, we had Doc, right? So we get all these per, uh, all of these uh, personality traits. And then we had Doc and the Seven Dwarfs, well-educated, very successful. So you would think they're automatically good financial planners too, right? Wouldn't that just go hand in hand? <laughs> I can tell you a really good story about this one, Walter. I was visiting with my doctor not all that long ago. And, you know, he started asking a couple of questions about finances because he knows I'm a financial advisor. And he goes, doctors are the worst financial advisors ever because we think we're good financial planners too because we're educated you know, well and above most people because we're in the, in the medical field. And more often than not, I can tell you a doctor is not a good financial planner. I have several doctors and they'll admit it once they come in that, you know, they're not, they're not so good at that. They're better at the medicine portion of it. So no, that all automatically doesn't come in. So if you're a doctor 
you know, I've had several doctors tell me the same thing. You think you're good until you get into it, and then you realize huh, how much how much information that you really need going into retirement, and to sit down and do that planning process. So if if that's you, seek out some help. Just like when I'm have medical issues, I go to a doctor. I don't self-diagnose myself. I don't go on WebMD and do this. I don't talk to the neighbor who's a nurse. I seek out somebody professional to get me to and through what I'm trying to do. Same thing for you in retirement. Seek out a professional. Seek out a good advisor. Seek out one that has your best interest at hand and start the planning process with them. I like that. Don't self-diagnose. Make sure you're working with an expert in the field, especially when it comes to dealing with your life savings, your future financial uh, success. All of these things are just obviously incredibly important. So if you'd like to get in touch with Kevin Ray, talk a little bit more about your financial plan. Doesn't matter, as you can see, based on our Seven Dwarfs example, whatever your personality is, you know, there are positives and negatives to those personalities, whether you have a couple of these different ones that are most prominent in you or a balance of all of them or one that really dominates, you know, we can rein those things in, tap into the successful parts of that personality, and then make sure that the, that personality is not going to hurt you as well. Get in touch with Kevin by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Have a conversation about your financial life, how to improve your portfolio moving forward, and get that full comprehensive planning look at your financial life and retirement. If you need to know how to get to and through retirement, this review is for you. Pick up the phone, give a call. Again, Kevin, born and raised in Pinconning, so he's a local advisor that you can turn to for guidance and advice. 888-885-PLAN. Call 888-885-7526 to get in touch right now. Leave a voicemail if you get the message, and Kevin will be able to follow up with you shortly. 888-885-PLAN is the number. And there's more to come on today's show. Stay tuned to Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you through the Tri-City area office right there in Pinconning. You can email Kevin if you've got questions for him at Kevin at insightfolios.com. That's Kevin at insightfolios.com. That's also the website, insightfolios.com, and you can go there and check out the Simplicitry Express button in the upper right-hand corner. That'll set you up for a Simplicitry Express plan. You know, the planning process that Kevin is going to take you through is called Simplicitry, but they have an express version of the plan. That's a great fit for anybody who's, I don't know, just kind of taking that first dabble in the planning world, just kind of curious where you stand when it comes to financial planning and retirement, how well-prepared you are. This is a shorter experience, a quicker quiz that you can take that helps give you sort of an initial assessment. And so if you'd like to take that all on your own, you can do that again at insightfolios.com and just look for the Simplicity Express button. Answer some questions right there on the site, and you can get your mini financial plan, if you will. Uh, Kevin, let's talk about folks who are between 55 and 65. So that last decade of your working life, obviously is going to be very important from a retirement planning perspective. So I talk about some of the specific things that people need to address during that 10-year period here on today's show. All right, first thing that you should do, if you've, we've got like sort of a, a four-part checklist that we'll go over in this segment, the first thing to do is decide what's important. How do we go about doing that, Kevin? Oh, geez, you know, and I fall right in that 55 to 65 realm, so I should have some good answers on this, shouldn't I? Yeah, a little, a little <laughs> personal experience never hurts, Yeah, a little right? personal experience. Well, we got to decide when we're getting, you know, we have a lot of people that come in, they want to retire earlier rather than later. 
And my dad's a great example. I, I've told us, you know, many times that my dad retired at 52. And he's going to be uh, in retirement now longer than he retired, I believe it's this year. So you have to figure out, do you want to live on less versus, you know, retiring later? Or you want to have more money to spend later on? So, and you're also going to need to find your purpose. You know, we don't talk about this enough. Once you retire, you, you have to have purpose. You have to have something you look forward to getting up every morning and fulfilling your day. And that's a big thing that we talk about here in our office. You know, what is your, going to be your purpose? How about leaving a financial legacy? Is that important or not? Now, Walter, when we do the simplicity plan, we have three retirement numbers. One is called the retirement number. You're going to be out of money at 95. One's called preservation number. Whatever you start with, you want to have it at 95. One's called legacy number. And that's what we're talking about. Do you want to leave a certain dollar amount to your children, to charities, whatever it is? If you do, that's how that's part of our planning process here. We'll help you figure that out. Another big one is, do you pay debt off for retirement? In most cases, I'm, I'm all for that because we don't want to go into retirement and you owe an additional $1,000 a month, for example. And then we have, what do we have to do? We have to plan for that additional income of $1,000 a month. Another big one I see is, do you have long-term disability insurance? Think about that. You're, you're 10 years out maybe from retirement. If you got disabled today and you don't have a paycheck coming in, that's really going to hurt you. Number one, how are you going to pay your bills? And number two, how are you going to continue to save? So long-term disability insurance is a, is a biggie for me when we sit down and we talk to people because that's a big thing that could really disrail your retirement planning. And another one that I, I see all the time, have you updated your beneficiary on your forms? So if you're 55 to 65, maybe you've been married more than once. Maybe you have been divorced and you didn't take your ex-spouse off. There's all sorts of things that we come across in our office about this beneficiary. And we'll, we'll have people look that up and say, have you changed it? And more often than not, Walter, they're surprised. They thought for sure they did and they didn't. And those are things that I think that's important uh, to look at between 55 and 65 when you're getting ready to retire. That's some great points across the board there, Kevin. So deciding what important really is the first step before we start really digging into some of the more important numbers. But that comes along in checklist item number two. Again, we're talking about if you're between 55 and 65, some of the steps that you need to be taking in that last decade of working to set yourself up for retirement. And so checkpoint number two would be know your numbers. Which numbers are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So we have to know your numbers because that's one of the questions I'm going to ask you. How much money do you need in retirement? So when you, if you're going to retire, you, we need to have an idea. So there's a good way to go about it. We have a sheet in our office that we give out to people, and we want to know how much money do you spend now? You know, How much money do you think you're going to spend in retirement? And more importantly, how much money do you have saved for retirement? Because those are all important factors when we're going to start building that income plan. And in your income plan, we want to know what kind of income streams you're going to have. Well, everybody's going to have Social Security. Some are going to have pensions. Some may have rental income. Some may work a part-time job. And there's all kinds of things that we that we talk about when you come into the office. Those are all some sort of built-in income streams that you're going to have. That's going to be the foundation of your income. Now, what are you going to need from your investments to go along with those income streams? So maybe you have income streams of $3,000 a month and you need $5,000. Well, you're short $2,000. That needs to be planned for. How are, you going to, how are you going to fill that shortfall before your retirement? Do not go into retirement 
before you have an idea if you have enough saved to fill that shortfall that you're going to have going into retirement. Those are the numbers that I think are critical, and we go through that. When you come in our office, we build that simplicity plan. Those are the very first things we go through. We build you a plan right in front of you, and we're going to estimate these things. And then I tell everybody, listen, we're at the top of the funnel. We're what if in it today. You're going to go home. We're going to narrow this funnel down. You're going to come back with some more numbers. You're going to come back with all the things that you want to do in retirement, and we're going to build that into your plan. And we can't do it unless you know your numbers. Got to know the numbers. That's so important. And again, you can know those numbers by meeting with Kevin, going through the planning process. That's going to be one of the steps, helping you uncover all of those things. You can see none of this is you know incredibly painful. It just takes proper planning and proper steps here. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526 if you've got questions and want to talk specifically to Kevin about your financial plan. We're talking about that last decade of working. If you're between 55 and 65 or somewhere in that, uh, in that you know, near those dates, this is going to be really important, these conversations. So step one, decide what's important. Number two, know your numbers. Third step is to get a handle on health care. Earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, Sneezy in our Seven Dwarves example uh, here on the show. And Sneezy was somebody who you know has dealt with some medical issues and those kinds of things. But whether you have current illnesses you're accounting for or not, health care still needs to really have its own category. Right, Kevin? It does. Now, let's say that you're going to retire at 55, Walter. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Do you get health insurance then? At 55? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah, you have to get it, right? Everybody yeah, has I mean, to get it seems it. logical, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's the difference between 55 and 65? What do you we, get at 65? We get Medicare kicking in, Med- right? Medicare, right? Okay. So if you're retiring early on, you're still going to need health insurance, and that's a critical part of the, of the planning process because we need to know how much you're going to pay. And then that goes in there. Can you afford to retire early? So, And then once you hit 65, there's a different set of rules. What doesn't Medicare cover? You know, we know they got plan A, plan B, but there's Medicare supplements to purchase for what Medicare doesn't cover. How do you plan to cover those expenses not covered by Medicare? Do we need more income? Are you going to buy a supplement with, you know, the better supplements? Those types of things. We need to know that. Are you at risk for long-term care issues? And we need to look at options for that. You know, we all know somebody that's been in a nursing home. We all know somebody that's probably in a nursing home now. As we get older, those are the things that we're going to face. I mean, when I talk to somebody 50 and 60, that's really not on the radar. But when I talk to somebody 70 and 80, that's on the radar. My advice, plan for this when you're 50 or 60. Don't wait till you're 70 or 80 because if you're looking for coverage, it gets more expensive the older you get. And not only that, you have to be insurable. You just can't go out and buy a long-term care policy at 80 years old and have and, and not be insurable. They're not going to give you that coverage. You have to be insurable. Sit down. Plan for these things before going into retirement. Make a part of your retirement plan so you're not surprised once you get into retirement and you have these things to deal with. You've done some planning prior. Uh, that's fantastic points across the board. So get a handle of health care. That's number three on our list. Again, if you're in that final decade of working between 55 and 65, these are some of your goals. And uh, the fourth and final point here is to understand how your needs will change over time. So it's not like the old rotisserie commercial Kevin, where you said it and forget it, you, <laughs> you need some flexibility to adjust the plan, right? Right. So, you know, we'll have in our simplicity plan, Walter, we'll build in inflation from whatever age you retire to age 80. So I'm, typically we we'll use three, four percent. 
In other words, we want your income to go up. But after 80, we still build an inflation, not as much. Why? Because things change. Typically, you're going to travel less when you get older. It just, it just happens that way. But on the other hand, your health care costs are going to increase as you age for most people. You're going to have more problems as we get older, more, more prescription drugs, more doctor visits, all those other types of things. Your housing situation. Are you going to buy a new house? Is it going to be more expensive? Are you going to sell it and you get a cheaper house? What are you going to do in your housing situation? Are you going to go to a retirement community? We have lots of people who like to go down to the villages in Florida for and buy a home down there. All those things have to be plan for. What about inflation? How is it going to impact your income streams? Today's a perfect example of that. You go to the gas pump, you're paying a whole lot more than you were two years ago. You go to the store, you're paying a whole lot more than you were two years ago. That's a perfect example that people are in right now prior to retirement. You're feeling that pain. So we have to plan for that going into retirement so the pain isn't as bad as it could be. And if you're married, a spouse is going to die. That's just, just the name of the game. None of us get out of this alive. So what happens if your spouse passes away? How does that going to affect your financial plan? Well, number one, you're going to lose one Social Security benefit. Maybe you didn't have pension survivor on there. All other types of things that need to come into play. We need to sit down and we need to deal with that before you get there and before something bad happens to you like that and then you're forced to make a decision. Let's sit down. Let's plan for it ahead of time. So when it comes along, we're prepared. I'd rather be prepared than not prepared. That way, we're, you know, we have emotional ties. Maybe we end up going to the nursing home, spouse passes away, we're getting older, whatever it is. Let's sit down and let's plan for these things prior to that. And let's build it into your income plan so you're better prepared going into retirement. If you are between those ages of 55 and 65, you really are in the wheelhouse of working with Kevin Ray and going through that simplicity planning process and making sure that you are well prepared for retirement. So get in touch with Kevin by calling 888-885-PLAN and set up your time to visit for your simplicity plan. And if you're not ready for the full planning process but just have a few questions to get things started, you can certainly begin there as well. All you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, office right there in Pincotting. Come by, say hello, have a conversation about your plan. Start it off with a phone call or a Zoom meeting, whatever you're comfortable with. Kevin can help you and meet you there. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Stay tuned. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. It's a easy question for you, perhaps, this week, Kevin. Not food-related, but I'm sure we can make it if we want to. Uh, what's your favorite season? Are you enjoying this heat that we're going through right now? Well, the heat, not so much. Um, you know, but... I'm not complaining because I know it's coming here in Michigan right. sooner or later. So summer is nice just because of the uh, summer time. You know, just right. things are a little slower. Maybe that's nice. But when I was a kid, it was easy to answer this. I'm going to go back to when I was a kid, Walter. My favorite season was spring, and why was that? Well, my mom and her mother, my grandmother, were big fisher women, and I always looked forward to every year we go down to pink hunting. We sit along the river. We would go out maybe to Schultz's Marina, or we may go on the Rifle River, and we'd be fishing all day. I mean, not only us, but all the relatives. So, and that was a sign that things are about to change, and, you know, 
we would a lot of times cook fish and here we're talking about food Walter cook fish right alongside the bank when we were when we were fishing I knew so I knew fish don't. and I knew food would come up yes so that was that was my favorite when you said that I that memory came back to me and I still think it's uh, it's number one up there because uh, you know I love to fish and then the trout season's starting to come up and then turkey season's here and all kinds of things outdoors looking for morel mushrooms love to do all that kind of stuff so if I had to say right now, I'm, I'm thinking towards spring. How about spring, you? favorite season. Very nice. I like it. Uh, I am definitely a fall guy. I love the fall, so that would probably be my number my number one. That's because you don't have a winter. Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's true. Um, I mean, I like winter too, but I guess if you had a, had a winter and a fall merged together, then maybe you wouldn't like fall as much. But I just love the falling of the changing of the leaves, the falling of the leaves, the the pumpkins, the pumpkin pie, the apple pie time of year. Uh, I just love it. I love the holidays. Football's on. Just everything that kind of leads into that, uh, you know, October-ish time frame. October, November. Just love that time of year. So yeah, that's a that's a close one for me too because you know hunting season's coming on and the leaves, like you say, and those types of things. But I'm still going to stick with spring right now because I yeah. know I have. Six good months of, of different weather coming ahead of me. That's true. That's true. There is a winding down feel to fall, whereas spring you do have a little bit more of a winding up feel. And that can Days be nice. are getting longer, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Uh, well, there you have it. Favorite seasons, spring and fall for Kevin and I, respectively. More coming up on today's show. Stay tuned to Simply Financial. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Well, it's getting close to being that time where we wrap up Simply Financial for the week. Great to be with you today. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios based in Pinconning. If you've got questions, you can reach out to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Before we do wrap up, though, we have a few listener questions we want to get to on the show today. Uh, You can submit those questions by emailing Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. Allison says, I'm about to turn 65, Kevin, and I plan to continue working for another two to three years, but I just learned that my previous employer's pension plan requires me to start receiving money from that account as soon as I turn 65. I can either take a lump sum of 240000 or I can receive about 1100 a month. Which do you think is better? Well, that's a good problem to have now, isn't it, Walter? Um, I think a lot of people would take that, uh, that yeah. dilemma, right? So here's the here's the pros and cons of both sides. I mean, let's start there. So if you take the lump sum of two hundred and forty thousand, you could also take that eleven hundred dollars a month. But that's somewhere in the five five and a half percent rate of return, just off the top of my head. But when you take the lump sum, you're in control. So whatever you don't use is going to go down to your beneficiary. That's one good aspect of it. The other aspect of it, well, if I take the eleven hundred per month, and if you're married, you put your spouse on there, and that will continue as long as you both are alive. And, but the minute you are gone, that pension stops. And then if there's any money left over in there, it doesn't come to anybody. Hmm. So the first thing we need to do is we need to figure out your shortfall. Which one's going to help you fill that shortfall better? With 1100 a month, bring your retirement number down or with a $240,000 lump sum, and we do some planning on how we're going to create income, bring your retirement number down. So the way I do it in my office, Allison, is we put in both scenarios. 
and we'll look at it mathematically, which way is better. And then we'll look at it the way I just said. Do you want to leave it to somebody? Uh, maybe you don't need that $1,100 per month and you could do other things with that lump sum. So the quick answer is come into the office. We run it both ways for you, Allison. And then we ask more questions and what you're trying to do with it and so on and so forth. And then we can help you determine the right answer for you. Doing some basic math, it looks like 240000 if you in instead eleven hundred a month, it would take you eighteen years to basically collect two hundred and forty thousand from that eleven hundred a month. So, yeah. you know that that's I know that's just like the first layer of comparison, but that sort of starts to you know give you a picture of why. So you're you're almost eighty five at the point where you're hitting the break even point, whereas you could have had access to that lump sum for twenty twenty years at that point almost to do something with or, or to get it to grow, right, Kevin? Especially if you don't yes. need it right away. You can do some other things with, like you mentioned. If you don't need money. it right away, there's lots of planning opportunities. We can plan for those long-term care examples, legacy, you know, uh, charitable giving. We can do all kinds of things if you if you don't need it. And, and sounds like Allison's about to turn 65 once to work for two or three more years, so your health is probably good. And so there's lots of things. That's why I say come in, we sit down, we, we run all the scenarios, and then we look at it and we say, all right, which one fits you better? Which one's in your best interest? We go from there. Do you ever have situations, Kevin, where let's just keep using Allison's example here where she says, all right, 240 or 1100 a month uh, is what I can do, where you find, okay, you actually do have a shortfall, but it's only 500 a month. So what would you do in a situation like that where 1100 a month in the, you know, kind of taking that option would maybe be overkill? Uh, can you kind of do a half of the lump sum and then half of it turn into that, uh, in, into that you know, pension payout so that it covers that shortfall? You can. Most pensions, when we see them come in, and that's a very good question, Walter, but most people when they come in with their pensions, they have an option. Do I want to take a partial lump sum and do I want to leave the rest there and get a partial monthly income? And... A lot of pensions offer that. So how do you figure that out? Well, again, you sit down and you put that into your plan. And then you can figure it out which way is better for you. But that happens all the time. We just had somebody come in for consumers power here lately and had the same option. And we ran it three different ways, like I said. And then they picked and choose which way they thought was better. And then we ran numbers and we showed how we're going to fill shortfalls and income and those types of things. Very good and very helpful to know. Great question, Allison. Thank you for sending that one in to us. And if you've got a similar plan that you're trying to figure out listening to today's show, give Kevin a call, 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-7526. All right, last question of the week comes to us from Larry. Larry says, here's my situation, Kevin. I have about $1.4 million in retirement savings, about 27000 in credit card debt, and I owe 54000 on my mortgage. Is it worth withdrawing some of my ample retirement savings to pay off the credit cards and the house? Well, Larry, congratulations on accumulating $1.4 million. And it's how much credit card debt? $27,000? $27,000. $27,000 in credit card debt. I'm betting that's a high interest, so that's, to me that's a no-brainer. Pay that off. Now, we're talking about the mortgage. It sounds like you're pretty much down to the end of the mortgage. Again, I'm a big proponent of paying off debt, but if you're down to the end, let's say the last two or three years of your mortgage, you know most of that payment's going towards principal, very little towards interest. That's a different uh, situation that we look for. So we can run the numbers on that too. So, if, you know, depending how many years, what your interest rate is, and those types of things, it may be beneficial to pay it off now, and then you free up that money on your mortgage, and you can go right back to probably saving a good portion of it. 
or you just continue paying what you're doing now if you got two or three years left because the majority of your payment is going towards the principal and very little going to interest. And then that 1.4 that you've accumulated, Larry, you probably can, uh, in most cases, get a higher interest rate on the outside and it kind of offsets that. So if I hope that answers your question, but the best way to figure it out is to sit down and do the planning. Very helpful information there, Kevin, and it's a really great question. Larry, thank you so much, and uh, great job on saving for retirement so well. A couple of things for you to evaluate there, but uh, no major issues there. Yeah, uh, almost always, right, Kevin, you're going to say get rid of that credit card debt, <laughs> unless yeah, you've got some incredible rate on yeah, it. Yeah, and I've seen them as high as 28%, so it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy interest, Yep, Insane, insane. All right. Well, very good. Uh, if you've got questions for Kevin or want to go through that simplicity planning process, once again, all you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Get in touch. And he is your financial coach at Insight Folios based in Pinconning. Happy to answer your questions. Come on by, say hello, hop on Zoom, whatever is on your mind. Kevin will be able to walk through it with you if you have any financial questions at all. 888-885-PLAN is the number, 888-885-7526. That's Kevin Ray and Walter Storholt. We will talk to you again next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.